Are you trying to squeeze the starting solid food stuff into your already busy schedule? Well, I have an all-in-one done-for-you solution that's going to take the guesswork out of feeding your baby. My online program is called Baby Led Weaning with Katie Ferraro. It contains all of my baby led weaning training videos, the original 100 First Foods content library, plus a 100-day meal plan with recipes like the exact sequence of which foods to feed in which order. So if you want to stop trying to piece all this feeding stuff together on your own, I would be honored if you would join me inside of the program. You can get signed up at babyledweaning.co slash program. What if I told you that you can support your blood pressure and healthy CoQ10 levels with two chews a day? The new Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced is now supercharged with CoQ10. That's like getting CoQ10 for free. Our powerful blend of beetroot, grapeseed extract, and CoQ10 supports your cardiovascular health. Visit RadioBeats.com and find out how you can get a free 30-day supply on bundles and save 15% with the promo code DEAL. If you're stressing about hitting the road with your baby led weaning baby, think about your mindset. One thing I always try to think about when it comes to traveling is this is an opportunity for my baby to try new foods. Hey there, I'm Katie Ferraro, registered dietitian, college nutrition professor, and mom of seven specializing in baby led weaning. Here on the Baby Led Weaning Made Easy podcast, I help you strip out all of the noise and nonsense about feeding leaving you with the confidence and knowledge you need to give your baby a safe start to solid foods using baby-led weaning. Anyone out there hitting the road, leaving town, going on a trip, curious if you can travel with your baby-led weaning baby? Yes, yes, yes. The answer is absolutely yes. And in this episode, I'm going to share a couple of tips for kind of smoothing the transition out of the house if you're finally venturing out and about and you want your baby to be able to enjoy foods, but you're a little hesitant because you're not going to be like in the comfort of your own home kitchen. This episode is all about can I travel with a BLW baby? And as someone who has experienced a lot of travel with our babies, we're a big road trip family. I had seven kids, three and under for a while there. And I remember my quadruplets. We have a singleton, quadruplets, and twins. And the twins were baby babies and the quads were toddlers. It was actually kind of easier, I remember, to like have them be able to eat foods that we were eating than having to worry about packing a whole bunch of extra quote unquote baby foods. So one thing, I'm going to give you guys a couple of tips, but one thing I want to kind of start out this conversation with is if you're stressing about hitting the road with your baby led weaning baby, think about your mindset. Okay, sometimes you're like, ooh, travel, throwing a wrench in my plans. One thing I always try to think about when it comes to traveling is this is an opportunity for my baby to try new foods that I would normally not prepare at home. So instead of thinking of, gosh, there's all the things that I don't have at home that we're not going to be able to eat, think of it actually as an opportunity to try a bunch of new foods. So if you're working your way through my 100 first foods list, some parents use travel, they take the 100 first foods list with them. They're like, I'm going to try to find some of these weirder foods that I maybe don't have at home. So mindset Babies can eat so many more foods than we give them credit for. And another thing that might help ease your concerns as you hit the road is that if you are, you know, between the six and 12 month period, you're doing baby led weaning, your baby is still getting nutrition from infant milk, right? Breast milk or formula. And particularly early on in baby led weaning at six and seven, for some families, even eight months of age, breast milk or formula remains the baby's primary source of nutrition. So it's not like they're going to need to get 100% of their nutrition from the foods that you're offering when you're on the road. Now, another nutrition consideration is that it's not the end of the world if 
your baby gets a little bit of salt or a little bit of sugar because you're on the road and someone else is preparing the food. And I've had parents that are like, oh my gosh, is it okay if my baby eats a French fry when we're out at the restaurant? Yes, of course. Those are foods you guys are eating as long as you're okay with the texture of it and the baby's seated properly, safely. If you were giving them a French fry, it's not the end of the world, okay? We just don't want to compromise on safety. So we still want to avoid offering any crunchy, crispy, or hard foods. Now, when families hit the road, they oftentimes ask about the high chair. So what do you do? You going into a restaurant, you've seen restaurant high chairs. They never have a footrest. Half the time, they never have a strap that works. I was like, do they just make restaurant high chairs with broken straps? Like, I wonder sometimes. As someone who worked in a lot of restaurants, I feel like 100% of the straps on the high chairs were broken. So do you put your baby in the broken high chair where they're not maybe going to be safe? So some families are like, you know, if I've been doing this for a while, this is not ideal, but for one or two meals, I'm observing them. It's not the end of the world. For other families that might be really new to baby led weaning and they're perhaps in a phase where they're, as rightly so, more concerned about potential choking risk, bringing your own portable high chair. I generally don't carry like the full-blown high chair that I use at home, but there definitely are some great high chair options out there that pack down quite small. I have a whole blog post with my favorite portable high chairs for feeding on the go. I'll link to that in the show notes for this episode. If you go to blwpodcast.com forward slash 233, I think there's like six or seven different options I'm sharing. Some are really small, really affordable, um, but a lot of them, the way they operate is they pop up and then you affix them to an adult chair or an adult bar stool. There are straps that go behind the chair and then underneath the chair. And then sometimes they're adjustable. Very few are, but a few are adjustable where you can move them up or down so that the baby's feet are resting flat on the adult seat. So I have a couple options for you inside of that blog post if you want to check them out. And sometimes they just go right into your diaper bag. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. If you've been thinking about giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's a convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online experience. All you do is just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can also switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. I used to think therapy was just for people who have experienced major trauma, but therapy can help you be at your best no matter what you're going through. So whether it's to learn new positive coping skills, set more realistic boundaries, or just show up as a better version of yourself, BetterHelp is here to help. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so that you can do more of it. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can help you get there and BetterHelp can help you. Visit betterhelp.com slash weaning today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash weaning and get 10% off your first month. So if you're at a restaurant and there's no high chair and you're going to feed the baby on your lap, One thing I would encourage you is that you remember that if your baby chokes, a choke is going to be silent and the baby will be facing away from you. And sometimes, you know, the way you have your baby positioned on the lap, it might not be where you're able to directly observe them. So do try to position the baby. If you can get their feet flat, great. But also just so that you're observing them when they're eating in the event that they do have a choke, you don't want to have the baby turned away from you. Another sanitation concern is sometimes about Well, when I get to the restaurant, if I don't have my plate with me, do I just put the food on the table of the restaurant where we're eating? Now, again, having worked in restaurants, there's varying degrees of sanitation when it comes to the rags that are cleaning the table that you're now putting the food on. I always feel better bringing my own baby's mat. So I use a suction mat or bowl. The ones I use are from the company Easy Peasy. 
and they suction to flat surfaces that are dry and clean. So if you're at a restaurant where the table's wet or has food on it or has a distressed top, it's not going to suction. But that's still better than just putting it directly on the table because if you put it on the table, especially for early eaters, they don't have their pincer grasp yet. So they can't pick the foods up and they just smash it all over the table and that kind of makes the BLW mess even messier. So I will always take my Easy Peasy. I like their mini mat. This is a pro tip that I learned from Dawn who helps design the Easy Peasy products is that the bag that the Easy Peasy bowls and mats come in That's actually a wet bag. So don't throw it out. It has ventilation holes on the side so you can take it with you. It's like reusable. And then even though you have a dirty mat, put it back in the bag, take it home, wash it. So again, those are from Easy Peasy. I like the mini mat. It's got three little compartments. It's great for taking to a restaurant. You can suction it onto the table. You can use that wet bag to get it in and out just a little bit more sanitary. The website for Easy Peasy is easypeasyfun.com. And my affiliate discount code KD10 works for 10% off everything there. So I think maybe taking your own plate is helpful. And then depending upon your level of comfort, like with a restaurant, I'll sometimes even take my own splash mat for baby led weaning. And that's a big mat that I put underneath the high chair, just because I will always go get the broom and ask where the broom is and try to clean up the mess if I can at a restaurant. But sometimes it's easier just to let the mess go on the splash mat, wrap it all up, put it back in my diaper bag and deal with it at home so that the restaurant staff doesn't have to. And the splash mats that I like for baby led weaning are made by the same company that makes the Bapron bibs that we use. They're like a pinafore style bib. Those are great to have one with you at a restaurant. The company's Bapron Baby. So a Bapron is like a hybrid between a bib and an apron. And my affiliate discount code KD10 also works for 10% off their splash mats and their bibs. I think those three pieces of gear, maybe a bib, a splash mat, and an easy peasy mini mat, great to have with you if you're going to a restaurant. And again, this applies if you're at home, but I think a lot of families, the first time they experience restaurant eating might be when they're on a road trip or a vacation. And they're like, oh my gosh, I didn't even think about transporting part of my kitchen to the restaurant. But obviously you want to have an enjoyable evening. (laughs) A lot of you are like, that's why I leave the baby at home. But if you're traveling with your baby, I think you definitely can make it happen. Now, what about snacks? Parents say, Katie, I know you say babies don't need snacks. Okay. If you want to offer snacks, you are more than welcome to, but from a nutritional or developmental standpoint, babies do not need to eat snacks, okay? As Especially for your older infants, as they get towards three meals with the milk in between the meals serving as a snack, you don't need to be pumping them full of snacks. However, travel days, all bets are off, right? You're gonna do whatever you can to keep that baby entertained, okay? And well, as a registered dietitian, I wouldn't recommend feeding your baby as a method of entertaining them and keeping them quiet. I know what it's like to travel with babies, especially on an airplane. So as far as, snacks go, okay, when you're looking for things to take with you, and let's talk about particularly an airplane. I was talking with one of the moms, the family lives on a boat. Geneva is the mom's name and the baby's Skylar. We'd done a lot of her earlier baby led weaning. She just turned one. They went on a trip to London. She like came back and was like, oh my gosh, it was so easy because I didn't have to take any special foods. And baby Sky just ate everything that I ate. She's like, all the Brits were like just raving over the foods that she ate. And I do think there's like this level of freedom that comes with knowing that your child can eat a lot of different options wherever you go when you're traveling. But we were talking about ideas for the plane. And so I do think for the most part, you know, it's great to offer your baby wholesome, real intact foods, but in real life, packaged snacks play a role in our lives. And so, you know, having a few options on hand that you can use in a moment if you're off your schedule or the baby's getting hungry or you do need a distraction. I always try to travel with bananas. Bananas are like, amazing. They come in their own hygienic carrying case, right? The banana peel, really easy to offer your baby in a pinch. 
but obviously it can get smashed up in the bag and stuff. So as far as, you know, packaged snacks go, we just want to keep an eye on sodium. And I like these packaged peanut snacks from a brand called Puffworks. So Puffworks makes Puffworks baby snacks. They have a baby peanut and a baby almond snack. We generally use these for the introduction of the potentially allergenic foods, like the baby peanut snacks I use to introduce peanut, the baby almond snacks I use later to introduce tree nut, but they do make great travel snacks. They're a little bit on the pricier side for everyday use for sure, but I do know some families who are like, all right, I'm gonna, we're gonna go on a trip, I'm gonna cave and get a case just to have a no added salt, no sugar snack that I know my baby can eat. Now, sometimes obviously some planes would be peanut free or tree nut free because of allergies, but you really don't see that so much anymore. At least that's anecdotally as far as traveling where they say like someone on this plane I mean, if they say that, you can't offer those foods, but in other environments, it may be totally safe to have those. So the Puffworks baby snacks, just make sure if you're there on puffworks.com and you're looking them up, they have like adult versions of their snacks too, which just have more sugar and salt. So make sure you're getting the baby line. If you go to puffworks.com, I have an affiliate discount code babyled. You can get those for a discount. And if you're stocking up on all this stuff, I'll link all of the codes on the show notes page for this episode, blwpodcast.com forward slash 233. I know some parents who also utilize pouches in a pinch, even if you're doing baby led weaning, can have some pouches with you, have a bowl, have a tiny spoon with you, just squeeze the pouch into the bowl, offer the pouch food off of the preloaded spoon and allow your baby to feed themselves. Okay, we don't want babies to be sucking directly out of the pouch. Okay, that's not developmentally appropriate or any sort of a feeding milestone that we want for your baby. But heck yeah, those things are convenient. They're certainly more expensive, but you know, if you're using them on a part-time basis because you're traveling, I think it's nice to have a variety of those you know, just in a pinch and then you can still honor the self-feeding principles of baby led weaning. Utilizing those pouches, just try to do it using the pre-loaded spoon approach. And if that term pre-loaded spoon is new to you, that's a term that was coined by Dawn Winkleman. She's a speech language pathologist and baby led weaning expert. She's the product designer for Easy Peasy who made their award-winning tiny spoon. That's the first baby-led weaning spoon. Also did their tiny cup. And she was on the podcast teaching us how to do her pre-loaded spoon technique. That's back in episode 64. So if you go back to episode 64, you can learn more about that. And she talks about incorporating pre-loaded spoons and a little bit about the limitations of pouches um, from her speech-language pathology background. Hey there, I'm Dylan Lewis, one of the hosts of Motley Fool Money. Each weekday on Motley Fool Money, we talk through the business news you need to know and the stories moving stocks on Wall Street. On weekends, we dive into the industry shaping tomorrow and host the experts, authors, and executives that understand them. Tune in for insights, a long-term perspective on investing, and of course, stock ideas, plenty of them. To quote a listener, it pays to listen. Check us out and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. A couple of other tips for traveling. Hotels. Most hotels, you guys, if they don't already have a refrigerator in there, you can ask for a refrigerator. So I remember this from like pumping days. If you know ever you're oh, travel for work and need to pump and store my breast milk, there was always a refrigerator that could be delivered to the room. You could ask for the same thing in order to store whatever foods you might be offering. I found that hotel breakfast bars, like this is kind of pre-pandemic. The hotel breakfast bar situation has definitely declined in the pandemic age. But back in the day, like a hotel breakfast bar, heck yeah, there were so many foods babies can eat, right? There's always cut up fruit, which you just find the softest pieces. There's generally oatmeal, just plain old oatmeal, which you can offer to your baby. There's always some sort of an egg product. It might have more salt than you would make at home, but there's a lot of times hard-boiled eggs. 
which work great for baby led weaning. So you've got a protein, you've got a carbohydrate, you've got a little serving of fruit or vegetable. Um, you can kind of also just pick off of the foods that you're eating, right? And I think babies volume-wise eat so little that you don't need to order a specialty meal for them. And sometimes parents are floored. Like they've never paid attention to the kid's menu until they had a kid. And they're like, oh my gosh, do you know what's on the kid's menu? I'm like, yes, I know what's on the kid's menu. It's generally white, brown, fried foods that are high in salt, refined carbohydrate. They're really not foods that we want babies to be eating. You know, older kids, whatever. You decide to feed your kid off the kid's menu. That's perfectly fine. But for a baby, you don't need to go and order, you know, a quesadilla off the kid's menu when your baby could probably just have modified versions of whatever you're eating. So I always encourage parents, get whatever you were going to get, okay? And then think about how parts of that meal you might be able to offer to the baby. Okay, so let's say you're out, you're at a restaurant on the road and there's a salad that you would eat for lunch. That would be stereotypical. I just happen to actually like salad, but I love fried chicken on it, okay? So I'm gonna, maybe if there's avocado on the salad, offer that to the baby. I love cob salad with fried chicken on it. And the fried chicken, I would just pick the really crunchy, crispy, salty bread part out and give the baby the dark meat strips from the salad with maybe some cherry tomatoes that I cut up into quarters if my baby's older and has their pincer grasp some avocado, you know, babies when they're a little bit older, offering them some bread to gnaw on. You know, all of this works. It's just sometimes a little bit trickier the very first few weeks of baby led weaning because you're just not so sure about some of those textures. What about eating in other people's houses? Okay, that's sometimes a pain point. I remember the first time I took my quadruplets to my mother-in-law's house and they were doing baby led weaning and I didn't bring high chairs. I was like, what was my end game here? Like, how did I think I was going to feed four babies or let them feed themselves at once if they didn't have anywhere to sit? I immediately ordered four different types of portable high chairs, which is how I got into reviewing portable high chairs was like literally testing them on my little quadruplet guinea pigs and realized real fast which portable high chairs you like or don't like. But having that portable high chair at grandma's house was key for like A, getting them strapped in so they weren't crawling all over the place and then B, ensuring that they were safe and then C, making it kind of like a more sanitary situation than just eating off the floor. But the eating off the floor or eating and making a mess at other people's houses can be, of course, kind of stress inducing. And that's when I think sticking to safe foods. Some parents are like, I've been trying five new foods a week. You know, I'm using your 100 first foods list, but I'm worried if we're on the road, is it okay to slow down? Yes, do whatever works for you so you still enjoy your vacation or your trip. But you can also just rely on some familiar foods that you know your baby can eat safely. I always take a splash mat with me. I love those huge ones from Bapron Baby, the ones that go under like, two different high chairs, but you can kind of just scoop your whole mess up and take it home with you as opposed to like leaving it all over somebody else's house. So I would encourage you to take that trip with your baby. Think of it as an opportunity to try new foods. There's a few pieces of gear you can bring with you. I'll link up some of the ones I mentioned again in the show notes for this episode. And then try to keep that positive mindset, which this is an opportunity for your whole family to do something new. And I don't want it to be stressful because of food. And at the end of the day, your baby's still not getting 100% of their nutrition from food. So if you have a little setback and they have a little more sodium or maybe, you know, you're relying more on a packaged food than you normally would, it's totally fine. I think it's wonderful that you're branching out and traveling with your baby. So good luck on the road, wherever you guys may be going. And again, I will link up some of those recommendations and products on the show notes for this episode, which you can find at plwpodcast.com forward slash 233. Hi, 
friends. Are you looking for a new podcast? Maybe something you can share with your littles? Something that has some storytelling in it? Well, then look no further. We have Storytime with Philip and Mommy, where my son and I sit and discuss all the great books that you might love while we read them. So, Little Golden Books, Berenstain Bears, and even the new classics like Bluey. We sit down, we read, we discuss, and we have so much fun doing it. Come and join us. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.